All right, you know, we said that uh, if we just gave everybody cheese tots, if everybody the made cheese happy. tots, everybody yeah. would be happy. You know, that kind of makes me think of like that old, what was it, an 80s commercial for Coke? It was a Coca Cola commercial. Like yeah. To give the world a Coke. some cheese tots <laughs> and cover them with cheese. Yeah. yeah. They it's go like... really well with Coke. Not a sponsor. <laughs> no, of Coke. You know, I or cheese tots. You know, I I wonder if like tachos are like the potato version. You know, because they're kind of like a a changed version of something everybody loves. I wonder if they're like the potato version of like Frito pie. Like it's How something so? different. Well, it's different entirely because they're not Frito pie isn't nachos, but Frito pie also isn't pie. It's also like a different take on the norm. Oh, yeah. The majority of people who listen might not even know what Frito Pie is. Really? You think so, it's you think it's rare enough that people wouldn't know? I they sell it at Sonic. Really, Sonic think, is nationwide. I don't think it's there anymore. But I think it's a very regional thing. And I, I think a lot of people don't know what Frito Pie is, but I can tell you this, there's no pie about it. But there's it no pie. Nice. Well, unless you like figure like the Really delicious like tachos are a variation of sorts that are delicious and frito pie is a variation of sorts that is delicious and i feel like both of those would be sean and gus approved yeah sean and gus would definitely eat tachos what all is on tachos everything that you get on nachos is just on tots everybody has their own tacho recipe but you got your standard, you got your your cheese, your sour cream, your onion, salsa. Happiness. You have your happiness. You have right your now. happiness. Yeah. The cheese tots, they like you you cook your tots in the air fryer and then you then you like layer the cheese on top of them. And then, so it's like you have the melty cheese on top of the tots, but then where it's like come off, you have like this like super crispy cheese fritter. It's not really a fritter. Yeah. Well, there's so, a man who came up with that recipe for uh, cuatro quesos, those fritos, but I haven't tried it yet. We should totally look that up. Yeah, I have looked it up. It looks like really good. We should make it sometime and then report on it. The same time that we do the buttercream whiskey pie and the Irish coffee and the corned beef and cabbage. We'll have like a four course meal. That sounds good. All right. So we should probably move on from the dot, move on from the appetizer that is tachos. It's not an amuse bouche. It would be an amuse. I don't know that I don't know the French word for ear. We're amusing your ears with tachos. It amuses your mouth. So like the yeah. amuse, amuse ear. But I don't know the yeah. word for ear. I failed. I failed all of our listeners. Hopefully we didn't fail them in the amusement part. 
one of the things in this episode was that we get to see part of Henry's self-care routine. And I was wondering, do you have any routines or habits that you just really enjoy? Routines or habits, I don't know, because I don't know if I would be regular enough in doing them. But I, I have found things that I things that I go to to enjoy or relax that when I feel like I need to just get away or breathe or, you know, like if Henry, he's taking it back because he has a case to solve or something like that. Like for me, I found that I really enjoy swimming. There's a lot of like, honestly, annoyance in the process because it means like actually having to go down to the gym, actually having to go through the whole rigmarole of like changing into the swimsuit and, you know, doing all of that, the locker room, blah, blah, blah. But then something happens like when I walk out to the pool and that smell of the chlorine hits and I'm like, ah, I made a good choice. But then I get into the water and I'm like, just kind of going for a few laps and I'm like, okay, this is okay. But about maybe five laps in, my mind kind of just blanks and I get into a rhythm and I'm like, I can just lose track of time. I'm just enjoying myself. I'm thinking through the things that I need to think through. And I, I find that, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like what I do. Whereas like Henry would take that bath. I found that swimming is really something I do to kind of help both relax and help me process through things. And yeah. then it's just a pain to do the whole rigmarole after the fact. Cause you know. There's a whole like drying and showering and yeah, just effort. Dechlorinating yourself. It's worth it though. Like it, it is really worth it. And, and so I think taking the time to figure out what those things are, because that's not something I always had access to. I didn't always have the ability to go to a gym and go to a pool. And so that was something that happened more recently. It's kind of a new discovery. And then when I, I realized that it's like I made more intention to do that Mm -hmm. because I realized how much that benefited the rest of my life. Yeah. All the rest of you. And I think, so that's like kind of, so it may not be as, uh, as much of a routine as I would like it to be, but it has become a part of my life that I think is an important part of, I guess, that self-care where you're considering what you need as being, uh, of a worthful endeavor. Yes. Other things that are part of my routine. I mean, you know, being able to grab a cup of coffee through the drive through and just go sit in the car in a park and enjoy nature and read my book and drink my coffee. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that was something that gave me a bit of routine that was normalcy. That is something I enjoy and something I benefit from as well. We, uh, reading is definitely part of my self-care routine as well. It, it's, it always helps me decompress. So like, how do you, like, if you're not used to those, like for me, I had to kind of, there were some things I already knew, like I enjoy doing a lot of things, but I, you know, you find time for them here and there. But for me, like I said, I've just discovered some newer things and I've had to be intentional about them. How would you recommend like others to like go about finding or making space for those things? Because we do need to start valuing 
aspects of ourselves. Yeah. We recognize benefit. Like what are the things that you notice in yourself that help you realize this is something that's benefiting me? I think what I realized, what I see in myself is, you know, I'm, I'm less, I'm less in my head. So like more connected with my body, with the world around me. If I've done self-care, I, I feel like my, like my emotions are, are a bit more in check, like that I get to be in charge of my emotions rather than my emotions being in charge of me. If I've yeah. done some good self-care, I think the, the issue for, for a lot of, I think the issue for a lot of women, which is the only perspective I'm going to be able to come from because I am a woman, is like creating the time. To, we have a tendency to allot our time based on who needs who needs us in 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 the world or in our life or I think I think you have to have margin in your life so you have to have time set aside every week that that you that be, like belongs to you and be okay with that Yeah, I think the being okay with that is the hardest part and the recognizing that it doesn't necessarily have to be a huge amount because there are other obligations and things, but to recognize even this little bubble of space mm -hmm. is worthwhile. That just because it's a small little bubble doesn't make it of any less value or less important or um, it's okay if I forget about it. Yes. You know, or it's okay if I just wait until tomorrow, because if we always wait till tomorrow, there's always tomorrow. Well, we yeah. Get around to it. And to not treat, not, and, and to not treat our own self-care as like another obligation. Cause no. then it's just another burden. Cause one of my favorite things to do, we have, um, on the back of our house, we've got a patio that kind of wraps around the back of our house and it's concrete. I love to get, when I get home from work, to go out and lay on the patio in um, Shavasana, which is a yoga pose where you lay and you keep, you have your spine flat and, and just let the heat of the concrete absorb into my muscles and like yeah. kind of, it almost kind of forces all of those muscles to relax after being at work and sitting in an office chair and, you know, and it just kind of happened one day, one afternoon, I came home and I had gone outside and, and, and then after a few minutes, I was like, I'm going to get in Shavasana because my back hurt. Well, then the warmth of the concrete and the combo of that pose was just like, it was so restorative so quickly. Yeah. Um, and I still really love to do that. I don't do it every, every day or even every week. Like sometimes I might not do it, but I, it, it is something that I really enjoy. Like I'm just going to go lay on the back patio for five minutes and let my body have, have some sun and some restoration. And then I'm going to come back in and get back to whatever needs to be done. So I think another thing about the self-care is also maybe recognizing ways that we can add something to the routine we already have. So like, for example, Henry's already getting clean. Why not throw gardenia and mango in the mix? Yeah. You know, just to elevate something that's already there. Because if you are having trouble making that extra time for something, you can at least take one step further and amp something up in a way, you know? 
Oh yeah. So like for me, I don't always have time to sit and read uh, a book, uh, but I really love stories and novels and things like that. So I found that I, I actually listened to audiobooks on the commute, you know, um, just, Which is just brilliant in, into the routine, you know, uh, and, or, or just like, you know, every now and then just like, yeah, splurging on the fancier for the, the shower. Why not? The mango gardenia. Why not? It smells nice. It does smell yeah. nice. And so those are the things that I, I think I found. Yeah. Uh, there, and there's something about, for me, I don't know what it is. There's something about plants that seems to be very restorative to my soul. I buy them and then I, and then I, I water them and I plant them and repot them. And, and I, I, I don't know what it is. But I really, I really life. enjoy, I really you enjoy having alive life and green and growing. And I have several that are flowering plants and, you know, and so it's like one of them will start sprouting a little flower and I'll be like, Yee! so excited. I think, I think that's another thing is like to not be afraid to celebrate the little victories. You know, we all are facing facing and especially over the last few years we've all been facing these huge seemingly insurmountable challenges but to be able to go ahead and celebrate the little victories as they come and celebrate them as the victories they are mm -hmm. rather than um neglecting them because they're not the big victory and in doing that where i think we we propel ourselves up a little bit and that that gives us a little bit of a push towards uh, the next thing that we're doing. And so I think not forsaking the little victories that we have in day to day is also, I think, a good thing and way to take care of ourselves. Yeah. To be a uh, present, like to, to be aware of those things. Absolutely. That's, I really believe in, and it's, and it sounds so cheesy. Um, but does it sound and cheesy I, tots? It they would be it would sound delicious if that's what it was. Had a feeling, and I and I don't remember where I heard it, but it was basically the concept. It was you're going to find what you're looking for, and if you don't like what you're finding, try looking for something else. So if all you're finding in life is things to complain about and things that are frustrating and things that are discouraging, and I mean, obviously you're going to find that it's a there. So yeah, change what you're lot. looking. So change what you're looking for. And start looking for the little flowers that bloom on your plants. Start looking for the sun peeking out behind the clouds. Start looking for, you know, those little moments like, you know, the couple of minutes on the back patio in, in Shavasana that are just, you know, life-giving moments. And yeah. like I said, it sounds super cheesy and it's the moment a whole lot easier said than says, done. Henry Spencer, where are your pants? And you laugh. But those yes. are moments that, you know, get the, that, that, that bring joy. And those are exactly. Important. So speaking of Henry Spencer. Yes. Um, I, I do just want to throw in a little story. Um, <laughs> Cause he's, you know, we talked about 
you know, he's basting his roast and he talks about not being able to kill it and everything. And we, we, we mentioned in the main episode how, you know, he likes to grill his steaks and stuff. And you made the comment that you can't grill outside all the time. Not every day. And I said, that could be debated. And I said, sometimes it will rain. And I said, it still could be debated. And this is why. Because let me tell you something, Susie. My mom, there was a a period of time where like for two years, she literally grilled every day. Wow. Whether it was steak, whether it was chicken, whether it was vegetables, whatever it was she was having for dinner, she put it on the grill. And that was, if it was raining, if it was, she did it when there was like six inches of snow. That's dedication, man. And, and it wasn't even because I'm she not was that crazy. dedicated to grilling. It wasn't even because she was crazy about grilling. And at the time, you know, she was doing some like remodeling in her kitchen and her, she has a very small uh, little kitchen. And, and she was like, I don't want to heat the whole oven when I'm just cooking, you know, for me. And she just didn't want to have to go to all that trouble. And she's like, I can just run outside, turn the grill on, run back inside, wait five, 10 minutes. It'll heat up run outside, throw whatever I'm putting on, drop it in, put the lid back on, come back inside. It's fine because it has a cover and she had it like under the eave of the house, right? And she's like, wait five, 10 minutes and it'll be done. Run outside quickly. And ta-da. And ta-da, it's done. She's like, so I, she's like, so I had to do no standing, no monitoring, no anything. She goes, I just literally had to run out the back of my kitchen door all of three feet, like three times. And then I had dinner every night. And she did that for like two years. And she actually had that grill for much longer because she would grill in the summertime on that grill, right? So then the she, she decided it was time to get a new grill because that grill had seen, you know, it had gone through, it had gone through some days, like... So she goes, she goes to the place. Now, like I said, she'd had it for years before the time that she was doing it every day. Well, anyway, um, she goes to get a new grill and the, and the, she's asking the guy, which is better. And he's like, Oh, this one is good. She's like, well, I want one that'll last me, you know? And he was like, well, you know, they typically last, you know, this long, you know, if you get a good one, you can get maybe what a good few years out of it. But this much and she was like oh my last one lasted me much longer he was like oh you probably babied it you probably didn't use it very much at all (laughs) she was like oh no i was using it when it snowed even she said the look of his face was like you did what you did what did what so now i can understand like if your kitchen is being remodeled grilling well, I mean, it wasn't being remodeled over the course of two years, it, but it was like such a small kitchen. And she was like, it's just like such effort, you know, to like heat up the whole oven for for just a little old me, you know, kind of thing. And and it was just so, so much easier. for So for that season in her life, she was the grill master. Now, now to, to, to this day, even her husband doesn't do the grilling. She does the grilling. Mm-hmm. She she's the grill queen, but she she has 
she has given up doing it all the time. She does do most of her cooking indoors these days, but, but there was a season. So I, I just want to say, you know, it can be done. It, okay. It, it can be done. It can be done. Henry, the challenge has been thrown. And I mean, he was Lizzie's mom where the weather is perfect year round. Well, just saying. I thought it got really cold in Santa Barbara. Doesn't get a few inches of snow, I'm sure. No, I'm sure it doesn't get a few inches of snow. But uh, yeah, my my husband loves to grill. And so that's his... His his birthday, our anniversary, and Father's Day all end up being like within two weeks of each other, almost every single year. So I always get him one big Father's birthday anniversary present. Yeah, and that's so I bought him like a big smoker. I bought him a propane grill. I bought him a really nice charcoal grill. Um, and this is just over the course of like our entire marriage. So. He has the smoker and the propane grill still, but the charcoal grill bit the dust. And, uh, but, but it, I love, I love the fact that I can get him a present that then also spoils me because he makes a really good pork tenderloin on there. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's a good thing that your husband has accumulated so many different grilling devices over the course of your one long date that apparently started when you were three. Yes. And we never speed dated, but our first date was to go cartoon movie. So not the live action, but the cartoon one of the Lion King. That makes sense. Cause you which guys came out in very June of 94. You were very young. Ah, uh, young, to be young and in love. We were young and in love. Now we're middle-aged and in love. Or middle-aged and we really like each other. I don't know. Well, it's the cheese tots, I'm telling you. <laughs> They'll teach Our, the world to sing. In perfect harmony. If, if, if only, if only. All right. Now so that's a different Susie. song. Yeah, different reference altogether. Altogether. So one last question. Okay. If you were to create a re recipe for Blarney Stone fajitas. Yes. What would it be? Okay, well, you definitely have to use good Irish beef. Okay. All right. But you'd still want to keep it classic and go for like the flank steak or something like that. I'm trying to think, do you go with- Would there be any like whiskey in your marinade? Hmm. Like what would what would make them Blarney Stone fajitas what as would, opposed that's to what just I'm trying to think. regular maybe, fajitas? Maybe instead of like onions and peppers and that sort to be like the the- the sauteed veg, you know, that you kind of throw in with the fajitas. Maybe you go for some cabbage and carrots. Oh, yeah. So a bit yeah. more traditional Irish veggies. Yeah. Would you saute them similarly? 
Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe maybe you go corned beef altogether instead of instead of like the 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 flank the steak. steak. Maybe you go corned beef, and you just use all the traditional Irish ingredients, and you just whip it up, Tex-Mex style. And so, like, what are all the toppings? Like the sour cream and the guacamole and the salsa. What would you have? In lieu of sour cream, you would have good Irish creamery butter. Ooh, okay, I'm in for that. Just slap some butter on those. Right, just just pile it on by like the ice cream scoop full. Um, what are the other toppings? Guacamole and salsa. Guacamole and salsa, like uh, or pico. I, I I don't know. Maybe you make some small little small little like uh, cubed fried potatoes Ooh, okay season them up a little and then throw those on top of the and throw those on top yeah of the blarney stone fajitas yeah okay so we've got we've got corned beef and slices yeah i'd say instead of the guac you could use mushy peas but i've made it very clear i am not a fan of those no, I don't think mushy peas is going to go up well on this dish. Nope. No. So we've got the corned beef. We've got like mm. shredded cabbage and carrot sauteed. Yeah. yeah. And then on top of that, we've got the, the Irish creamery butter. Yeah. And then on top of that, we've got like fried, crisp, diced potatoes. And yeah, wrap it in a, and wrap so. it in a tortilla for your blarney stone one. fajitas. A yeah. flour one, yeah. Why not? That sounds that sounds like a pretty darn good recipe. Now we just need to figure out like the seasonings, and then we'll publish it and become billionaires. I'm ready. All right, folks, go home, try the blarney stone fajitas, see what you think. And if you have any tips on seasonings, let us know. We'll add it to our recipes. Also, if you have any favorite uh, self-care tips or ideas or things that you just love in general, please just come comment and let us know. You can always contact us, Susie and Lizzie at gmail.com. That's S-U-S-I-E-A-N-D-L-I-Z-Z-I-E at gmail.com. And you can contact us on our socials. On Facebook, it's So Psychological. On Twitter, it's at Susie and Lizzie. And on Insta, it's at Susie and Lizzie or so psychological. Okay, so we'll see you next week for season one, episode 12. Cloudy with a chance of murder. Murder. <laughs>